Gentlemen, Hi there. welcome. You know. How we doing, buddy? Welcome to the greatest day of my life. Or Dude. one of the greatest days of my life. So you've said, what What in the world could have happened today that made it so I, great? I did, I did mention before we, we hit record here that it, you, I'm experiencing one of the greatest days of my life. And it's just one of those, nothing has happened extraordinary. Nothing okay. has happened out of the ordinary. Right. Except that just everything has happened the way that you kind of hope things happen when just you get like up like little things. Yeah, like the the weather was just fantastic together sure today, was. and you know the the kids were just great, and uh, dinner turned out well, and and Ben was happy with with the dinner, and <laughs> we we took a nap in the afternoon. It was just it's been it's been a glorious glorious day. Would you have guys? Welcome, well welcome to you guys to my yeah, glorious day today. It's great. <laughs> so excited to be here, and now I get to do the podcast with you guys. But what what did we have for dinner though? Oh, uh, tortellini with chicken sausage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ben likes the old tortellini. Nice. I actually, yeah, I gave him the option. I was like, "Hey, man, do you want or the option? Do you want tacos tonight, or do you want tortellini?" He goes, "Tortellini." Yeah. All right. Uh, I said, "Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. Let's go." Tortellini for it. it is. Yeah, man. It's tough to say. Good, easy to eat. So I don't mean to like jump into the party with like, dude, you bring you in know, joy, this waving, is, streaming, awesome. and yeah. <laughs> but how are you guys doing? Uh, I had the worst day of my life. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sucking your I'm karma away from you, I'm, Greg. I'm sorry, man. No, it's okay. It's a, there's a balance to things, but you know, my day was full of despair and anguish, and oh, um, I haven't oh, no. eaten a thing. I haven't oh, slept geez. in days. <laughs> you know, I think this is your your good karma from last week, the good week that you had last yeah, week. Yeah, it was a good week. You know, yeah, it's flipping around. I'm the, sorry the, to hear that, the, Greg. The pendulum swings oh so mightily. Is, is that all real? Yeah. All the things you just said. That's all real. No, it's not real. Okay, okay. Uh, I, right. I, no, my, my I was day like, was... we've been chatting for about 30 minutes, no. and I hadn't gotten any of that. I was just making a joke. Uh, no, no, no. My day was... My day today was pretty good, too. I had an off day. I'm on tour, and I had a rare off day. Oh, uh, I was going right. to go... I mean, I'm just outside of Chicago. I was planning on going to Chicago Music Exchange, but guess what? They're closed on Mondays. <gasps> really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's a bummer. It was huh. a bummer, but luckily, we found out before we left... You know, yeah, I decided yeah, I, I, went, I, I checked but to see when it would open. So, also the weather was crummy. So it was like any touristy f- stuff was kind of just like, eh, let's, yeah. let's skip it. So we just kind of hung out here. We, um, our drummers' in-laws actually have like so two houses on the same street. Shout out to, oh, nice. to the Teagues. Um, nice. They are so fabulous folks, and they let us crash here. They love having us here, and beautiful. Uh, the Wi-Fi Wi-Fi works. It's great. Um, yeah, it does. <laughs> and the neighbors have a basketball hoop, so I actually shot some hoops with our singer Gus, nice. who is nice. 13 years younger than me. And we, it was a battle today. A little uh, old school 21. You guys nice. ever play 21? Oh, nice. Heck yes. Oh hell yeah. 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 We were, we were tapping, tapping each other. Yeah, exactly. Tapping, tapping it. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah tapping yep. it. And uh, it was. I mean, it was oh, at least over an hour. Like, <laughs> For we one were game. One game, yeah, because we kept oh, tapping each intense. other. Intense. It was like it was neck and oh. neck. You know, do you play now? Were you playing? You have to get right to twenty one. You can't go over, or is there is there no? We we did, but we were playing ones and twos, so it was, okay. You couldn't pretty easy. You, you couldn't have twenty points and then hit a two. It was yeah. kind of it was kind of it, retrospect. I was like, I don't know. We could have made it a little bit trickier, but any yeah. case, it well, was still it, an hour. So it, it was yeah, very it was good. good. It was a very good game, and it, it, it's cool. It's fun to shoot hoops. I haven't done it in a while. So uh, anyway, did you win? beautiful. I did. There yeah. it is. I, I, I had to make up for viral or viral last week. <laughs> that was that was it. <laughs> that was brutal. Yeah. That set you back, man. Yeah, that was. I a didn't fun mean one. to ruin your week last week. Was, no, that's uh, okay. But I, I did uh, the, the afterglow for that. I'd like to take my time of, ch- of my check in. I would like to. I would like to raise a quick question. <laughs> did Aaron? Did Aaron come? I'm not going to say the name of the band, so we don't have to, oh. we don't have to worry about any. any did you know Aaron what? Come? We think so. Okay. I, okay. I, I I I I went out there and I was like, "Are you here?" And we want Jelly Willie. We want Jelly Willie. We want Jelly Willie. And he did. I didn't didn't hear anything back. But then some folks later were like, "He was here. He was here." Yeah. All right. So I don't know. Yeah. But right. that's the least he I might have. Do, I might have I some think. more news about all that later. I don't know. We'll right. see. You know, see. I, right. you know, given given the feedback that's that's come online, it's mostly been directed towards him as far as the negativity he's goes. Not a, so he's I, not... so I could see what I could see wanting to keep down low, perhaps. But I also 
would totally embrace that and like get yeah, up on yeah. the stage so yeah, that that like also could be a follow-up <laughs> post. That's right. Well, take it back. They're awesome. I, I see. You said Aaron. I was like, who's that? Because I've been calling him AA Ron from the famous mm. Key and yeah. Peel skit. Key and Peel sketch. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So anyway, substitute uh, teacher. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So, but there you have it, boys. Um, Sweet. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Feeling fine. Good. So Nick, you're uh, you're. You're bypassing My time's your expired, week. unfortunately. Okay. Um, I'm, no, I'm good. I'm good. I, I, it was it was good. It was a good weekend. Um, yeah, it, it, it was right. beautiful. That just that kind of like Gosh. erased any anything oh, really, yeah. honestly. Yeah, it's absolutely. Now I know how you guys feel because the weather here is complete crap. Yeah. You know. Cry me a river. It's really, it really <laughs> just it really elevates when you're in a good spot and. Uh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Totally. Indeed. Well, I think we're all in pretty good spots. So, what do you say Sounds we like get it. this show started, boys? Let's freaking oh. do it. Yes, that's right. For one reason or another, you have tuned your podcast dials back to You Should Check It Out for episode 143. Nope. Ooh. And we're glad you're here with us. And Wait. my name is Jay. Is it uh, 143? It is 143. <laughs> Are you kidding? Are you? I, 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 I thought we were further along than that. <laughs> My bad. Like, Sometimes God. it feels that way. I thought well, it was 145. I'm pretty sure. I thought it was 145. I mean, Nick, is, Nick is the archivist here. Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. You're right. I, I right. believe you. I believe you. 143, sorry. Sorry, Jay. What, what was your, what's your name again? Yeah. My name is Jay. Actually, it's not. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> My name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. <laughs> Woo! We did it. <laughs> now that we have that settled. Excellent. Excellent. Here we are. I did want to say before we get things completely kicked off, um, we are coming up, guys. I don't I don't have the exact date in front of me, but we're getting close to the end of the third year that we've been doing these podcasts. God. Okay. If you can believe that. I can't. I can't. can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, depending on uh, your perspective there, it's, uh, it's hard to say. But yeah, we've been doing this for a long time, and, and we really appreciate our listeners, and we re- really appreciate doing this. We love doing it for you guys. We do this as a free service. We love doing it. We're not going to ask you for any money anytime soon. But the one thing that we do ask, and we always ask this at the end of the show, which is probably a bad idea. Oh, I like this. But, um, you know, if you like our show and you enjoy what we do, and you think there's somebody else in your life that might enjoy what we're doing, all that we ask is that you tell somebody else about us. Right? And if you don't know that person, leave a review. That goes mm-hmm. a long way, there too. You go. Yep. Absolutely. <clears throat> so I think we got some pretty cool stuff coming up for the fourth season of You Should Check It Out. So, the fourth uh, year. I know we're getting meta here. Well, by what? Yeah. By Are we going 52 in a year? That's, that's the only metric I have. Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't have the dates in front okay. of me. Okay, so we got a couple months. Okay. Yeah, no, no, it's it's going to be a couple episodes. It, it just, it, it popped into my mind, and I figured I should mention it. Bring it up, yeah. No, I like the, pl- sure. I like the tie-in. It was good. That was good. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> All right, cool. Excellent. Well, we have a, a lot of stuff to talk about tonight. Um, I think I'm up first. So, and this is just piggybacking on the great day that I had today. I, I picked a song by the band Jamiroquai okay. that kind of encapsulated the feeling of the day that I had today. Beautiful. I, it, it was apropos of nothing. It just kind of came out of nowhere. It was called Black Capricorn Day. And I was all set to hit play on that song. And then I learned that Lizzo had a new single out. And I was like, oh, well, I'll give that a spin. And I was like, holy crap, this is even better than that Jamiroquai song. Wow. So, you have had a good day. It's been great, man. I'm telling <laughs> you, everything's everything's turning up Rossman. All right. Let's um, hear this. So yeah, this is Lizzo's new single. It's awesome. It's called About Damn Time. It's bad bitch o'clock. Yeah, it's thick 30. I've been through a lot, but I'm still flirty. Is everybody back up in the building? It's been a minute. Tell me how you're healing. Cause I'm about to get into my feelings. How you feeling? How you feel right now?
pump me up Feeling fussy, walking in my Balenciennes Trying to bring out the fat bit lust Cause I give a f- way too much I'ma need like two shots in my cup Wanna get up, wanna get down mm, That's how I feel right now oh, Yeah, alright Yeah, right I think, I think, uh, yeah That's, that's really cool Right Sure yeah, there's is. some like yeah. some old funk influence in there. That's it's coming Indeed. back. I love it. Yeah, the Silk Sonic man. Exactly. Set the the exactly template for 2020. Yeah, 2022. The old Navy commercial. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, Greg, uh, get get your sheets warmed up for that one. I think you're going to be playing that one a lot on the wedding tour circuit mm. this summer. Oh, really? It's about damn time. Just a feeling. Yeah, that's just a feeling. that's a good call there, Jay. Wanna get up? Wanna get down? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's going to be a big one. Cool. So. Lizzo. What are we doing? Now, guys, to change the mood just a bit. Oh. um, Found out yesterday that, and some pretty big news in the country world, that uh, Naomi Judd, Mm. mother matriarch of the Judd family, passed away. Um, She was the age of 79, 76, excuse me, 76. A day before she was due to be inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame crazy it's a pretty sad thing and she was um inducted by her two daughters winona and ashley Mm -hmm. um in a ceremony uh last night sunday which was pretty touching and uh so i thought you know i'm not a huge fan of 80s country but the judge had they they put a pretty big footprint across the country music world okay and the pop music world in the 80s and early Mm -hmm. 90s so i thought i'd Talk a little bit about Naomi Judd and kind of the the drama that was the Judds. Now, okay. I, I'm sure you guys are not huge fans, but Nick, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I bet your mom is a fan of the Judds. You know, I don't know, but I, I'll have an answer for you uh, later on Thursday. <laughs> yep. I'm betting Teresa Klein is a fan. I don't I don't know about that. I don't know. I've never right. heard her listen to them. I, uh, if I had to guess, I would say the drama is unappealing. Okay. Fair uh, enough. If I if I had fair if enough. I had to take a stab, but I I will let I'll, I'll find out and report back. All right, fair enough. Well, the Judds, just for if if you're not familiar at all, and they existed from about uh, as a as a recording act from about 1983 to 1990 1991. They had six studio albums. They won five Grammy awards during that time. Okay. They had 14 14 number one hit singles wow. on the country charts, and um, it was a mother daughter duo hmm. act yeah which is pretty rare it was what? naomi the yeah. mother and her daughter winona but they were so close in age that it was kind of hard sometimes hard to tell they they presented kind of as a pop act as just you know two sisters almost i, I, I honestly always thought it was sisters yeah 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 it's the odd. juds naomi was a domineering personality she's very ambitious she was a businesswoman um she kind of steered the career of the of the juds and winona was kind of the the more quiet and reserved daughter who kind of lived in the shadow of Naomi. But Winona ended up going on to have a, a extremely successful solo career throughout the nineties mm-hmm. um, and two thousands. Um, and she was, and she was kind of the lead singer. Naomi kind of just did. Um, she wrote some of the songs as did Winona. Naomi more did uh, background harmonies mm-hmm. and Winona was kind of the lead singer, but Naomi was, um, she was born Diana Judd in Ashland, Kentucky back in 1946. She met this guy named Michael Simonella at age 14. Uh, she got pregnant to him uh, one year later wow. in 1963. And as a result of that, they got married. And their daughter, first daughter was Winona. She was born in 1964. It turns out that Michael Simonella was not the actual father of Winona. Oh. Yes. This was a secret that Naomi and apparently everyone else in the Judd circle knew, except for Winona. Winona didn't find out until 1994. What? When she was 29 years old. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. So it, it, there's a whole story about how she kind of played that off, like treating him as this bad person. Turns out he was a really good father, but... She wanted him to be painted. There's a whole crazy sure. backstory. I'm not going to get into that. But if you are interested, most of the research that I did for for this was taken from the excellent Cocaine and Rhinestones episode that 
um, debuted in ep- season one um, a couple okay. years ago on the Judds. All right. And specifically more Winona than, than Naomi. But okay. anyway, uh, like I said, they, they were living in Kentucky. They met this guy, Michael. They had, quote unquote, a daughter. The family moved out to California. And a few, really, few years later, the second daughter, Ashley, was born. And that is Michael Simonella's daughter. Okay. And uh, Ashley Judd is a star in her own right. They moved to Hollywood. Naomi was convinced that she was going to be a star of some kind, whether that was movie star or singing star, mm-hmm. wasn't sure. But their relationship started to deteriorate. Michael moved back to Kentucky. Um, Naomi tried to keep things going for a while and then eventually moved back to Kentucky as well. Ended up getting a house. There's this back and forth. Um, but at this time, Naomi met this elderly woman who ended up putting her up in this house for a while and this elderly woman ran a music camp for kids okay and it was at that time when naomi and winona both kind of received their musical training and figured out that they had some talent and they they started thinking they were going to do this as a as a duo type this of thing. they thing. started writing some songs yeah. together naomi got the itch to move back to california they did so and it was at that point it was basically naomi and winona and ashley was kind of tagging along as the third wheel a- ashley is really kind of like the 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 tragic story in all of this because she was really the third wheel and again i don't want to paint naomi as like this terrible person or terrible mother but there's all these stories of like them going out to shows or to do recording sessions and they would just leave ashley who was like eight or nine years old at the time at the house for like days or weeks at a time oh you know to fend for herself she was kind of like the the third wheel like i said yeah Anyway, they um, they That's meet hard. a producer from Nashville who convinces them to move back out to Nashville. He's going to try to he trains them on how to write songs and and really do the thing. They appear on a couple radio shows. This is at the end of like the 1970s. They find they find this guy Brent Marr, who's a big name producer out in Nashville. Uh, they record a demo with them. Eventually, get an audition for RCA Records and they get signed. In 1983, they release their very first single. Uh, had a dream for a heart and it goes to nine it goes to number 17 on the country charts which is is pretty good for any debut single right sure that ends up being the worst performing judd's single until their breakup in 90, 1991 yeah. because they would go on to have every single one of their singles would reach number one basically okay. from that point forward so like i said they just kind of dominated the 80s their very next single is the big one. It's the first one that reached number one. It's I'm going to play a clip from that. It's called Mama, He's Crazy. Mama, I found someone Like you said would come along He's a sad so unlike any man I've known I was afraid to let him in Cause I'm not the trusting kind But now I'm convinced that he's heaven sent And must be out of his mind There you go. That's pretty that's great. snare. That's eighties Nashville right there. It is. Yeah. It is. It's pretty classic. Um, so Naomi and Winona's relationship is I mean, it's a mother daughter relationship. They're pretty close. She was only seventeen or eighteen whenever she had Winona. So they're pretty close in age. They looked very similar, but they always were at each other's back. They fought constantly and they caught fought very aggressively and, mm-hmm. and Naomi was always trying to, you know, dictate what 
Winona should do and how she should dress and how she should act. And, um, and uh, you know, this had a bunch of kind of repercussions down the line. There's all these stories about Winona trying to escape the whole relationship. And it's, it's, it's a crazy drama. It's yeah. a crazy drama. It could be a good soap opera someday. Hmm. In fact, I think in I think, the, well, I mean, I think in the 2000s, there was a reality show. I think so. I, yeah. Or even like a uh, sort of CNN's. a... CNN's about to do like a crown, like the crownish version, but like of the Judds. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would make so, sense. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. So they, I mean, basically from that point forward, they kind of had the record industry by the balls. They just kept having hit after hit after hit going on tour basically throughout the all the 80s. I'm not going to go into a whole bunch of that, except to say that towards the end of that, it was pretty clear that Naomi had gotten ill somehow and and her health was starting to decline and it turned out that she was diagnosed with hepatitis c oh in like 1989 1990 and this was around the the time when that condition was was still a fairly new condition and it wasn't they didn't really know sure how it could be treated Mm -hmm. um so it, it really affected her health so severely that she that in 1990 they announced that this is going to be their farewell farewell tour and they were going to break up. They did one last album co- together in 1990 called Love Can Build a Bridge. And what's interesting about this one, and they, of course they had another number one hit on this one, but what's interesting is that throughout the 80s, they were, it, it was a conscious artistic decision to only pair them with acoustic instruments. Okay. And I think this was to kind of like cement their country status yeah, so it's not to confuse that, them with heart or something like that <laughs> i guess yeah maybe <laughs> but i think there was the fact that naomi you know she kind of grew up in california and wanted to be movie stars and kind of for a long time kind of put their kentucky roots in the past mm. but once they kind of came back to nashville and developed a career people kind of wanted to play into the fact that they were from Kentucky and right. they were from Tough right. Roots. And, and, and so most of their albums, I'm pretty sure all of their albums are pretty much just acoustic instruments. Okay. Until this very last album, they added a couple of electric guitars. All right. And uh, it, it's a really great album. They had a, Mark Knopfler plays on it. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, this one song is called Romp and Stomp and Bad News Blues, um, which is a country blues thing uh, that was written by Naomi. And uh, the lead is sung by Winona, but it features Miss Bonnie Raitt playing an excellent slide guitar. So I'm going to play a little bit of that. Right. Rompin' Stompin' Bad News Blues. I'm in a full of trouble. Girl, that ain't nothing new. We ain't found nothing better. And until the day we do. Sister friend, be wise, just realize Stay away from ones who'll do you wrong and tell you lies They'll give you the romping, stomping, bad news blues That's right, they'll give you the romping, stomping, bad news blues Pretty good stuff. Yeah. Bonnie Raitt. Yeah, man. She is. She's so awesome. I love her. So, yeah, after that, uh, Naomi did end up recovering from hepatitis C, but by that time, Winona had started her own brilliant solo career, which I know continues to this day. Uh, They did end up reuniting in 1994 at the Super Bowl. They ended up doing a reunion tour in 2000. But uh, past that, Naomi really struggled with uh, some serious mental health issues. And she's been quite open about 
her struggles with depression, um, including anxiety, panic attacks, and suicidal thoughts. Um, she's been just prescribed just about every single medication, yeah. uh, you know, under the sun, including lithium. They even um, like diagnosed her as untreatable or something like that. Right? Yeah, yeah, untreatable depression. Which, like, right? Yeah, that's gonna help. <laughs> that's- so ultimately as far as we know right now the cause of her death was as stated by the family's mental illness mm-hmm. um apparently she said namely herself said that she was immobilized during her, the later stages stages of her depression as her much muscles atrophied from lack of movement mm-hmm. and she even had to have an elevator installed in her house to help her move from floor to floor she's been really open about it and I think it's the last thing I'd, I want to say is that, you know, towards the end of her life, she was very, um, she committed herself to being kind of an advocate for um, victims of mental illness and depression. Mm-hmm. She went to work, went on to work with what's now known as the National Alliance on Mental Illness and the Vanderbilt Psychiatric Hospital to try to, quote, try to reduce stigma and get the word out about treatment for mil- mental illness. And uh, she said so now I know that there are almost 44 million people in America that experience mental illness in a given year. If you got a pulse, then you're fighting some battle, whether it's a diagnosis of depression, like 16 million people, or one of anxiety, like 42 million people, or something else. And there's power in numbers. It means that there are other people out there, and you're not alone. So she had uh, ups and downs in her life, and um, but it, it seemed like at the end she was supported by her daughters, and uh, uh, she went out they had fighting for people that... Yeah. Yeah. Fighting for people that were going through similar struggles. So that's it. Just wanted to say thank you to Miss Naomi Judd and uh, she'll be missed. Yeah. 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 There hasn't really been a lot published as far as like official stuff. Right. So, yeah. 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 And it's, the family's it's, it's really, a weird really suffering right now. So, yeah. yeah. So it's pretty soon it's, after. It, yeah. Though it's, it's been, it's starting to be reported that it was suicide. Yeah, that's the fear. There was a lot of talk about that in all the articles. Right, um, right. About, and about her as of right now, I don't thoughts. know that that is true or not. So yeah. I'm not going to say whether that's true or not. But yeah. yeah, either way, that's what I got, guys. All righty. All right. Well, thank you, Miss Judd. Uh, let's see. How about we do a? How about we do a palate cleanser? I think I really that's like, in order. I really liked, I really liked that <laughs> last week. I've, I've, uh, this past Friday, I remembered because I had like a, a packed day and I remembered near the end of the day, like, holy crap, the new Tigran Hamasayan album just came out. <laughs> um, All right. His new album, Stand Art. I listened to this album most of the weekend, trying to kind of find like what, specifically, like, is there a clip that really stands out? And I really wasn't sure what to make of it. Um, I, I pulled up a, a, an interview, though, about this album. And I realized, oh my goodness, I'm an idiot. I, all of these are standards. I hadn't even really even looked at the like titles. I just kind of was just, I just hit play, you know, because there's usually some obscure reference to an Armenian I did, folk I song. I did the exact same thing, Nick. Yep. I'm not going to lie. I did not know. These are all standards. Um, it seems obvious now, but like while I was listening well, to it at work, that's I didn't my, realize And that. that's my question <laughs> for my topic. Is it? Is it obvious? And should it be? And what does that mean? <laughs> and is this all okay? So I'd like to play uh, for my, for the, yeah, for our palate cleanser. This is a standard by Charlie Parker from 1948 called uh, Bigfoot. I think it was originally called Drifting on a Reed, but it's Bigfoot. Um, this is Tigran Hamasayan's iteration of Bigfoot featuring Joshua Redman.
Yeah. Mm. Swanky. Redmond can blow, man. That's yeah. that's mm. yeah. That, that's, that, a, that's, that's a blues. That's, yeah. It's a twelve bar blues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, the I think the, I mean, the thing that I think attracted me to this guy right out of the gate is is uh, is energy and 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 his sense of rhythm. Uh, mm. And one of the things that I that I found in this in this interview was um, like one of his practice things that he does is puts a metronome on four and plays fives with the left hand and elevens with the right as like a, <laughs> as, as, like a as like a relaxation like drill thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and he does that he does that throughout this album. Um, this this is an album of of standards. This interview, which is on Bandcamp, which is usually very just like pro artist, nothing negative here to see or say. Yeah. This interview, like the interviewer actually takes kind of takes issue with how how liberal Tigran's interpretations of these standards are. So yeah. I thought I thought in that vein, because I the more I the more I read and the more I listened to it, I I, I kind of just reaffirmed that I'm really kind of in like a novice intermediate stage of like jazz appreciation, I think. Um mm-hmm. Because um, because a I didn't recognize it and b um, it didn't seem to offend me at all. Um, so I, I, what I want to do is I, I've got a, I just have a couple quick clips. I'm gonna play the original, like the standard, mm. what it's known for um, or known as, and then play his interpretation. The first one, nice. the first one, super exciting for me. I, this one actually I think is awesome. Elmo Hope uh, released this song in uh, I think it was 19. 19- oh shoot, hold on one second. Let me. I had this pull. While he's looking that up. I'd never heard of Elmo Hope. I had not Correct? either. Nope. Elmo but this, Nope. This band that he's that he's this band he's playing with is Philly Joe Jones and uh, mm-hmm. who's the other guy? God, it's a, it's a, it's an incredible band. Yeah, I, I I don't know him, but he was he was in the thick of it, right? Yeah, it's just incredible to me. I I'd never heard of this guy. Yeah, so it came out in '53. Um, yeah, and and like you said, Jay, Paul Chambers I, and Paul Chambers and Philly Joe oh, Jones yeah, yeah. are on this recording. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> let's let's give a listen to this. Just the first like let's just hear the theme. Let's hear the head. into then we go into the solo section go ahead greg nick i just want to pause you right here because i just looked them up on wiki and it says later pianists who have cited hope as a major influence include lafayette gilchrist <laughs> <First name. laughs> really i'm not kidding yeah, yeah, yeah and then also modern jazz guitarist kurt rosenwinkel has mentioned hope's rhythms phrasing <laughs> nice. so I'll, I'll be nice. i'll be looking into that yeah yeah we gotta, Heck yeah. I gotta check this guy out man heck yeah That's so awesome. let's let's hear so that was the, that was the head uh the the, the main theme of the song dida um let's hear let's hear Tigrin's um Tigrin's version. Just turns so it. He just turns it. Just twists it a little bit. Just drops a couple yeah. beats here and there. Adds a couple beats here and there. It's just so funny, man. Because uh, just to go back to like your initial premise here is because this song keeps popping up on like my random Spotify shuffles while I'm working. Okay. You know, and like, and each time I'm like, oh, Dida. Oh, right, this is pretty cool. I can't wait for this album to come out. This mm-hmm. is gonna be great. Like, yeah. I had no idea. No idea. This is a this is a jazz standard. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I just just thought it was like a Tigran original because it just has yep. his sound to it. He has such a yep. unique, sound, a distinct sound at this point. Yeah, and the polyrhythms he's doing, it just it, it, it's it's almost like it's a muscle he can't not. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think it's a flex. I, I I really don't like his energy is is kind of, uh, I mean it's frenetic at times. Um, yeah, and and in some of his earlier stuff, definitely you hear that. The the one though the, the actual song that I was planning on making my my main clip and then whatever my topic was I was going to just make this my main clip mm-hmm. um, is a, is the last track uh, and th- this album's got oh, it's got some beautiful actually really cool uh, standards that are that that feature uh, Ambrose Akin Musier 
Um, I'm probably getting that wrong. I featured him probably a year and some change ago. He was he was on oh, some yeah, Kendrick albums. Uh, he's a tr yeah, like a trumpet player um, that are just beautiful, like just really, really, just piano and trumpet, um, and and just yeah, absolutely gorgeous. But the song Laura is apparently it's one of the most covered jazz standards. It's from a it's from a 1947 film. It is. It's covered by Sinatra. It's covered by Fitz, mm -hmm. Ella Fitzgerald. And so I, w I would like to play because we've talked about this. That like you know, with, with jazz, an element of it is well, for an artist who has or, or a musician who has kind of developed their style. That that's kind of an opportunity when they when they release an album of standards of kind of saying, here's my take, here's my yep. touch on these songs that we all know and love. So this being such a popular standard, I thought let's hear. Again, let's hear kind of let's hear Ella Fitzgerald's version, and then I'd like to hear Charles Mingus's version, and then and then we'll and then we'll listen to Tikkun's. Laura is the face in the misty light, footsteps that you hear down the I mean, that that almost made me cry. Just You're like, tearing just up. I know. That, that, that gorgeous. Fucking, <laughs> I, 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 just before we go on to the Mingus clip, just I, I no one has to be told how great Ella Fitzgerald is, right? <laughs> but I mean, my God, just listen to that twenty seconds, yeah. and it's like it's so perfect. Yeah, just just oh. beautiful, absolutely. <sighs> okay, Mingus. Yep. Let's move on to Mingus. <laughs> Too. Yeah, yeah nice. piano and bass. Absolutely yeah. lovely. Yeah, Mingus is stretching a little bit more. <laughs> yep, Charles, stretch. Charles, you want me to take the head? No, I got it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Okay, so we've heard we've heard Ella and we heard Mingus. Mingus, yeah, he gets a little bit more creative with it. Let's listen to let's listen to Tigrin's version of this. And so, so this interviewer says to Tigran, um, "You took a lot of liberties with with some of these standards. Like, what, what what are we to make of that?" And his response was that the idea was to take liberties with these melodies. It's the same kind of liberties that I take with my with let's say Armenian folk music or the melodies that I write. Um, it's just it's just as if I wrote the melody. Uh, but the bottom line is, I I just love these melodies. And then then the interviewer goes on to 
just put himself into this and says, that's just as well as fragments of melody are about the only thing that remain intact as Hamasayan, <laughs> bassist Matt Brewer, and drummer Justin Brown exhaustively dismantle the originals. In truth, stand art has no real great conceptual drive, no reverential itch that needs scratching. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Uh, which, yeah, exactly. Which, for an interview, it was... I was, I was like, oh, that's, I didn't know we were rolling his going. cards on the yeah. table there. <laughs> yeah, that's okay, Bandcamp. Good. Okay. <laughs> Expressing some opinion here. Interesting. But, but that, th those, that, those lines in, in this interview really got me thinking, which is, hey, this is jazz. Like, this is where the rules go away, uh, except for the old cats who want it to be like th the ruleless way that they did it. Um, mm -hmm. So, what, <laughs> so is there a line? Is there a line with this stuff? Like, if you're doing an album of standards, how much of the original should be kept or is there or is that is that even a silly question i don't think it's a silly question i really want to get greg's opinion on that track in particular because i like it a oh lot. i love it i love it and i, I like and, it a and it greg right before you re um uh, respond um later in this there's a there's a back and forth between the drummer and the piano that I am absolutely fascinated with, and I almost wanted it just to be my bit, was just this back and forth that they do, because it's freaking incredible. Uh, and I apologize for cutting you off, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I was just about to say, I really like that that track, that tune. I, I can hear the fundamentals the of Laura yeah. in it. I can hear the chord progression. I can't hear the melody. Mm -hmm. I don't know that it bothers me, but I'm also like you nick kind of amateur slash intermediate sure, level jazz right, so i right. can't really i can't pick out the melody frankly mm -hmm. but it doesn't bother me and they can call it whatever he wants cool. <laughs> but i'm yeah, really interested you to like hear it. greg <laughs> yeah well you know I, I have respect for for tigran and my brother is like a huge fan i honestly haven't like his music for me just per just personally has not yet yeah, yeah. struck an emotional chord it just seems okay. you know like as you called it is it is like kind of frenetic and uh honestly like i know if I, i'm pretty sure there's several interviews where he cites meshuga as a big influence mm -hmm. um because of the polyrhythmic thing yeah and so that part of it doesn't really strike me as fresh because i hear that i i hear polyrhythmic don't go i'm a man guy don't go shit. I'm not. Head. I'm not because it is fresh, but to me, it's <laughs> it it is kind of not something I gravitate towards. You would think I would, but for for me, I prefer listening to like a, like a Brad Meldow or um, mm. someone who is, you know, where Tigran's coming from is he, he's he's got this Armenian background and yeah, he but he's take his he's taking this like these like American standards and. Um, not making him sound Armenian, but, but you know, kind of what you, what you were saying. Uh, he's doing his, yeah, he's doing his thing. And, and I, will, I will say this, that when I hear it, I know it's him now, you know, like pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that there's a lot to be said for that. But it's, yeah. you would th I want to like him because right? I'm always looking for new stuff. And uh, so when my brother turned me on to this guy, I was like, okay, let's see what this is all about. And I was like, wow, this is, everyone's really busy. You know, the, yeah. and it's like, and yeah. that, it, that seems to constantly be the thing. And it like, I'm just waiting for a time where it's opens up a little bit. But yeah. I just kind of want to give this know. album a listen. Cause it really does throughout. It, it, it's not in I, my, I, it's I not in my you. clips. It's, it's not in my clips, but it really does. <clears throat> okay. But, but like, uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm a fan of Joshua Redman. I know Mark Turner played on the, you know, these are like world-class guys that have played on yeah. a lot of records that I love. So I'm certainly not, uh, d trying to diss it. I just, no, just I just wish that um, that that you know you would think that a, a jazz pianist who's influenced by Meshuggah would be like my guy, my guy. <laughs> uh -huh. You know what I mean? But uh, so far, I haven't yet been genuinely moved. That's not to say that I'm okay. not curious. You know, um, and uh, you're curious. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, I haven't, I, and I haven't answered the question uh, yet, nope. I don't think. Um, <laughs> so, but I did need to say that first. Uh, cool, that's fair. Now, as far as, like, uh, how far out can you take a standard? That's kind yeah. of what we're saying. I mean, look, these songs are old as sure. You know what I mean? Like, sure. So, I would say 
it might seem like uh, not the best idea or not the most productive thing if you were going to take a song, like a beautiful ballad, and just kind of mm-hmm. put all your f***ed up polyrhythms on top of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know. It's not like he's... Uh, like, uh, is the Ella Fitzgerald trust gonna lose anything over this? You know, like, I, <laughs> no. I, I, as long as it doesn't, I don't see how it's hurting anyone. Like, like, it's not it, disrespectful. Oh, it's no. not, no. not hurting anybody. Yeah, it, I agree with that. It, it, in his own way, he's trying to push the music forward, and I, he's very modern and angular, and yeah, you know, I appreciate that. But I just haven't heard any tenderness at all in his playing. You know, and I think that well, like what. You know, again, I'll, I'll listen to I'll listen to the record, but um, or even even if it's just a listen to it and see if that if that perception changed at all, right, would be my question. My question, right? Yeah, but I, I you know, listen. Um, there was another jazz album that my dad had when I was growing up uh, called "The New Standard" by mm-hmm. Herbie Hancock, mm-hmm. and what that was is a, it was a different approach. It wasn't him taking standards and then playing them all weird. It was, or I'm not, not, not all weird, but playing them in his style. But mm-hmm. it was Herbie saying, this is a new standard. And he had like all apologies by Nirvana, you know? And he was like t- oh, doing his okay. version yeah. of that. Yeah. Basically saying, I think Bird Clock has heard it. He's uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big fan. Um, there were some other really cool songs on there. But I remember being like, oh man, someone did all apologies you know herbie hancock yeah. like i like i know like my dad has a few of this guy's cds let's put it on i'm just like let's see john schofield is on guitar i think mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah i hear the melody but it's just totally different you know and i thought that was pretty fresh because now he's giving he's putting the spotlight on newer music yeah mm-hmm. you know but in a sense there's just some parallels here you know yeah where sure and look Guys like Joshua Redman and Mark Turner are very hardcore about jazz history and Charlie Parker and, you know, they're not going to sign on to do a Charlie Parker tune in some way that's any, any kind of, that's, if it's not pushing it forward, they're not, they're not going to be interested. So, sure. you know, yeah. if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, I, uh, I, I, re- I do really like this album. I, I would agree that there's no like central driving mission that exists as an album if that's what this interviewer was hoping for i don't know i I have no idea but i i thoroughly enjoyed it and this guy i think because of those because he's just he thinks so rhythmically it it just is and and the drummers that he gets to play with him lock so tight that you don't that sometimes it's like oh they're back in the head like you you know what i mean where it just kind of like flows out of a solo and they're just back into the actual theme of it and then switching back, it, it's uh, mad impressive to me. Nice. Nice. Um, so, thank you, gentlemen. Well, All thank right. you, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. Gregorius. Hey, now. You uh, guys have waited for him. <laughs> 50 minutes. Yes. Here's Greg. All right, here we go. No, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We want Chili Willy. We want Chili Willy. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, so did I tell you guys a few weeks ago how uh, I did? I mentioned that my buddy was touring with Candlebox and we like were in the same city yeah. Yeah. in Fort Smith, yeah. Arkansas. Well, I looked at Candlebox's schedule and they were <laughs> in uh, Bloomington, Indiana the same night that we were going to be in Bloomington, Indiana. All right. Did you guys touch base? We did. But as it turned out, they were doing an acoustic show. It was only two oh. guys in a theater. And so it okay. was their lead guitarist, uh, excuse me, their lead singer, and mm-hmm. uh, guitarist, although he doesn't usually play guitar when it's a full band, but he plays guitar in these sh- on these gigs. Kevin Martin is a nice guy and really talented, and uh, you know has crazy stories. Uh, <laughs> sure. Talk about being like Elmo Hope is to like 1940s New York jazz as <laughs> Kevin Martin is to 90s Le- Seattle yeah. Los Angeles. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Analogy yeah. of the week. Thank you. And uh, so far. So, uh, <laughs> uh, and then their lead guitarist, Brian Quinn, um, who's a nice dude and a great player. So they, was, they said, come swing by the show. So we did sound check. And then uh, I went and checked out their, their show, which was kind of, which was fun. They were playing some, some standards. And Kevin has some really nice acoustics, Jay. <laughs> uh, he's like switching sure. them out every song. Bri- Brian's playing like the same guild, you know, like uh, awesome acoustic guitar, but. 
Kevin, man. He has like a Gibson Hummingbird. <laughs> Twelve string guild. <laughs> you know? Um, it was cool. But it, it was very intimate vibe where, uh, you know, people could kind of shout their reaction to... with Candlebox. Yeah, that's what yeah. it was, pretty much. Nice. Um, but anyway, nice dudes. And then... Red Knot Chili Peppers played at the Bluebird in Bloomington, Indiana. And we want Chili Willie! That's right. We that's right. want Chili Willie! We <laughs> want Chili Willie! So, the Bluebird, I've mentioned it on this uh, podcast before, because this is my third time playing there, is, yeah. uh, is a historic place. It's not like the most historic place that we get to play, but it's really cool. It's, a, uh, it's, a co- it's like a college bar. Okay. Okay. In uh, near Indiana University, IU, the Hoosiers. Yeah. Um, it's in that town, and they do a dollar beer night on Wednesdays. And every time we play, we it oh, used yeah. to be twenty five yeah. cent. I think the first time we played, it was like quarter <laughs> for a beer. Whoa. You know. <laughs> so you got to imagine, man. These kids show up, and it's just oh my god, it is just absolutely bonkers. You yeah. don't see this stuff that much, you know. And like, no, you get no. there's no dollar beer nights in New York. No, 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 no. But you no, know no. what I mean? Like, <laughs> or any major city. Like, you have to go to Bloomington, Indiana, to see this thing. That's and crazy. It's so, yeah, to be able to get rip roaring drunk for fifteen bucks. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. It's just it's what they like to do. Yeah. Um, and you put a you put a rock and band in front of them, and then they go Freaking even more. Red knots, heck yeah, yeah. Then they really go off the deep end. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did a little. Now you, I, you might you might notice I haven't played a clip yet, but I'm getting there. Okay, so just bear with me. <laughs> Take What's, your time. This place is. I, I noticed it was historic because of like you know the posters and and the vibe of the place. You can kind of tell. So it started uh, in 1973. It was a bar in Delhi, and then they <laughs> okay. gradually, yeah. They opened the back room up as a music venue, and it's sort of it, the way, like the stage is kind of um, in the corner, but it's a big corner. It's a big, okay. okay. And uh, it's really, it, 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 which just kind of gives it its own kind of characteristic, if you will. Uh, I, I know every time I go in there, I'm like, which way do I point my amp? You know, <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, figured it out gradually. And so I've gradually learned the history of this place, learned about all these awesome shows that have happened over the years there. And all the huh. different people who have played there, and some of which it like really catapulted their careers, or at least it was one of the places where they got to develop. They, they you know, they really deve- their following was developed by a number of venues, but this is one of them. Because right. um, maybe you can't get into Chicago yet and sell out a big club, you know. Um, there's also right. like Chicago is this, is this type of city that doesn't have a lot of mid-sized rooms. Okay. Hmm. So for a lot of bands coming up, you kind of have to avoid it almost because uh, huh. you're not, you know unless you're playing the United Center or whatever, you know you're it's, you're stuck between that. Anyway, so some of the some of the people who've played there, uh, you know, especially early in their careers, include like uh, a lot of the people that you like, Jay. A lot of, a lot of like uh, sort of country alt uh, Americana uh, artists like Excellent. S- Steve Earle, Lucinda Williams. Oh, yeah. um, you know, John Mellencamp is like from there. Matter of oh, fact, right. matter of fact, so he uh, actually came back to the Bluebird, even though he's a big star. This yeah. place, by the way, the cap, the capacity is like seven fifty. Me, okay, right. Okay. It's it's really small like a club. small. Yeah. It's a small, small place. It does, you can't fit. You can, I don't think you can fit a thousand people in there. Um, gotcha. But there was a Farm Aid gig. Do you, have you heard yeah. about that gig? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a big, uh-huh. huge, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, fundraiser benefit uh, show. Benefit show. Thank you. And so they did a like warm up at the Bluebird, ah, like the oh, night before. Okay. And he not only so so it was supposed to be like a secret show, but word got around town that John Mellencamp was playing at this like six hundred fifty or whatever seven fifty yeah. uh, seat right on. club. And so it was a madhouse. And then he brought on. A famous guest, Lou Reed, and then they Whoa. dropped out together. <laughs> so that was a kind of a historic night for the venue. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let, let, that's I, a big name. I, I found a clip of that on YouTube. Let's spin it. Oh wow! Sweet. <laughs> that is more than six hundred fifty people. <laughs> <laughs> 
wrote the song. Yeah, so that sounds absolutely insane in there. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> so you know, it's I get to play some cool rooms, you know, right now as I'm kind of shuffling around the country, and you land in a place like that, and you just kind of like, there's something, there's something, there's something happening in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which you could do a mashup of that uh, uh-huh. with that last track. But anyway, um, so I, I I always tend to look up. I'm like, who played here? You know, and you, you start to dig around. You find all these cool things. So I, I might do this again. I might, might, call, I might want to call this bit. I had, I had an idea for a name. I don't know if it'll stick, but I call it, I'll call it for now, Bienvenue, which <laughs> loosely translated would mean good venue. <laughs> yeah, or welcome. <laughs> yeah, or welcome. You know? Yeah. Thank you. There's definitely some other rooms that I, could, that I feel this way about. And it's one of my favorite things about being a touring musician you know even though yeah, that's so, cool. so much of being a tour musician sucks <laughs> you know like, <laughs> right. like you know what i mean like even at the top level i swear to god uh you know I've, I've i've sort of seen it all already you know and like yeah but for me personally one of the things that i like that the one of the ways i really get my kicks you know uh-huh. is like greg gets his rocks out yeah, yeah, man. When I when I played that place Trees in Dallas and found out mm-hmm, that it's the same mm-hmm. spot that Kurt Cobain got crushed in, in the head right. by the bouncer, I was like, "This is the coolest thing ever." <laughs> you know, like, and and Canes Ballroom. Canes is another one. Exactly. Times. Yeah, and also I just it's one of those things where I just like pray that someday you guys will be out or like I mean obviously like obviously like. You know, and you never know where you're going to end up. You guys could play at Kane someday. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like, you guys could play. <laughs> yeah. at the, it's not like, impo- it, you know, it's it's not like playing at Madison Square Garden or every, anything's in reach. Crazier like, shit's happened just in the past two years. Yeah, you're right. That is yeah. true. So, you know, it, 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 <laughs> I, but but what I'm saying is I, I hope someday we get, we'll, we'd like hang out at a place like this, you know? Yeah. Um, but in any case, for now, we'll just, for now, we'll, 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 we'll share some stories about it. We'll listen to some clips from it. This is a band that, I know Jay, you really dig, and Nick, I'm sure you dig too. Uh, they're called Dawes. This is them playing oh. at uh, the Bluebird in Bloomington, cool. Indiana. pretty rocking though huh yeah i how like what do you think accounts for the success of a venue like this aside from the dollar beer nights (laughs) i mean do they do they take pride in their sound system do they just it's not the greatest good acts like what is it i think it's just a vibe it's just a place where people want to go you know i will say that the flip part is like sometimes we end up we don't know where we are you know we, we show up to a city and we realize that we got booked in the bar that nobody wants to go to. 
<laughs> it's like there's no way to know until you're there. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, you, so you learn in your different markets like, oh, well, yeah, yeah sure. like we can't avoid that note. place, you know. Hey, well, yeah. You know, but so when you end luckily our, our drummer Pete, he knows he knew this place was was awesome from the get-go and that we could get into it. So um Nice. Nice. We didn't have to, way to go didn't Pete. Ha- Pete. Yeah, we didn't have to uh to experiment too much to to get you know an opportunity at the bluebird and by the way there's uh there's some more careers that it this place helped get going uh damian marley kings of leon john mayer um i remember walking by seeing father john misty played there you know all kinds of bands i think dead mouse played there (laughs) you know it's it's pretty eclectic and no no, no metal but yeah could you equate it to a to a club that maybe Hmm. Nick or I have been to maybe the Birchmere. No, that's not right. I'm trying to think. Cause it, it, what the the real success is because it's in a, it's college kids like to go to it. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of people, and it's the place that has the live music. And, they, and there's the nothing like, like the Black Cat, something like that. Maybe, yeah. Black Cat is just so more of so much more of like a city punk yeah. thing, yeah. you know. I mean, th- I'm gonna I'm gonna stew on I'll that. Think on that. Think on yeah, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but like, imagine if Cornerstone, or like, you know what I mean? Like, if, and imagine <laughs> yeah. if that place had a rocking stage and was booking great bands all the time. I'm with you. You know, I'm like, with you. Right that, there, like in the heart of this, in yeah. the heart of the college town. Yeah, like, where everybody can walk to it, you know, like that's the thing. Yep. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. So, but it's that kind of building, you know, it's like beer soaked wood, you know? Yeah. yeah. That yeah. is like not falling apart. You know, that's mm-hmm. holding together real sturdy. And it, it's a fun vibe. Um, we had a, t- a tremendous turnout. And I just love playing for that kind of audience, man. You know, it's yeah. it's really fun. That lively, and, uh, lively college crowd. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and cheap beer. I got one more uh, clip for you guys, though. Let's do um, it. Excellent. And I, I should actually, I hate to slow things down, but I, I did want to mention what year those clips were. Oh, okay. So that Lou Reed clip was from 1987, and that Dodds clip was from 2013. This one is also from 2013. This is Sturgill Simpson. Just just getting things going. Love it. I can't stand to see good man go So if that's if that's from 2013, as is the Dawes clip. Dawes started a little bit earlier than that, but 2013 was right when Sergio Simpson was he had just released his first album. There you go. It's kind of on the up. Yeah. Okay. Early that's awesome. That's it. You know, and and uh, again, you're in the heartland. So yeah, that's what's cool about it too. Is it's 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 it's, it's on a map. It looks like it's out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and well, and that's another reason too, though, is that because what uh, because of routing. Mm-hmm. You know, you you want, you're looking for places like what's in between. You know, yeah, whatever. You know where we're going and yeah. where we're where we you know where we are and where we're going. So we um, play any place in between these two points, right? Right. You know, so that I think you know, in similar to Canes uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, 
Uh-huh. You know, that, that, but just its product, just its location, 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 you know, uh-huh. um, that will obviously have a major effect on a venue's success as well. But you get the sense that there aren't a lot of people coming from outside of Bloomington to this place, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it really is like a, but it's a jewel, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great place. And you can just tell like so, so many like, you know, friendships have been made there. So many good times. Like everyone's yeah. always having a good time there. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, awesome. Yeah, you know, you play the next place and you see like a fight breaking out, you know, and you're like, ah, that wouldn't have happened at the Bluebird. You'd think it would on <laughs> Dollar Beer Night, but it doesn't, you know? So, I was going to ask, yeah. what are the bathrooms like at the, ba- at the, uh, the Bluebird? Uh, we have a green room bathroom, so I don't usually have to. All right, all right. <laughs> I, think, I think that ultimately, though, I, I, you know, they're probably pretty respectful, I think. No, right. we'll cool. see. I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, in any case, that, there you have it. There you have it. Bienvenue. Yeah. Bienvenue. That's yeah, awesome. And, and, and feel free. You know, if, if if you guys have a venue you want to talk about, that's like you know, like we could get we could get into it with the Black Cat. You know, like any any of these places that are you know, it's a fun it's a fun thing to talk about. Indeed. Um, Indeed. You know, the history of these places, these buildings, you know, I think really matter, especially coming out of the pandemic and being like, okay, this place is still still going. Who's still around? Absolutely. Right? You know? Absolutely. So, yeah. there you go. Very cool. Well, thank you, Mr. Greg. Appreciate yep. that, sir. Good of course. Stuff, if I could ask one more thing of you before we go. Now what? <laughs> if you could please tell the fine <laughs> folks how to get in touch with us. Oh, before yeah, yeah, we yeah. Leave. No problem, no problem. You can find us online at youshouldcheckitout.com and you can send us an email at ysciopodcast at gmail.com. Uh-huh. You can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Music. You can find us oh, on yeah. social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah. Our handle is at shouldcheck. Never tweet, but yep. <laughs> and you can go on, uh, on the Apple Podcast and Spotify and leave us a review. Yes, please. And please as always, do. as Jay pointed out earlier, tell a friend. You should check it out. Yes, Thank indeed. you so much. Couldn't have said it better myself, sir. <laughs> you did, though. Well, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was earlier. That's yeah, that's good. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, joining me on this most glorious of all Mondays. Dude, greatest this day ever. Just this, been is the, this has just been the, uh, the keystone in the, uh, the arch doorway that is in this beautiful day i can't i can't wait to see how things the, are going thursday yeah we'll see That'd be good. <laughs> that's all right weeks are long there's a lot of yeah. things that, that could that could change between now and then but just uh, keep that keep that attitude man you're gonna be fine boys thank you so much we'll see you back here next week same bad time same bad channel all, all right, right buddy. peace <laughs> see you